The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to BrumRadio.com and click on Shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. Hiya. It's Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in strides at nice as in the biscuit. Just saying that I happen to know that what you're going to listen to now is an introduction by Paul. Because I was late coming to this podcast. I know I'm here now, but this is after the effect, really. So this is how it started off because I was late uh, doing this and doing that. I've been swimming and uh, then I had to log on and then I had to plug stuff in and find me Ethernet. And one thing led to another and I was about 10 minutes late. So Paul had to man the ship. Hello, Helen. Hello. Oh, I can you? hear you. I'm good, thank <laughs> you. Very good. Oh, this is this might be a first when I have to do the interview because uh, Barbara hasn't arrived yet. Oh, hasn't she? <laughs> Barbara will be here in a minute, but uh, hello, how are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm good. Yeah, have you have you never had to do this before? Have you never had to take uh, the no. reins? No, I, I normally, we have a chat in the intro and then the guest sort of pipes in sort of mid-intro and I, I stop Barbara in her tracks. Oh. And then she turns her attention to the guest and I mute myself. <laughs> I see, I see. But you've, uh, you were on earlier, weren't you? You were on like in lockdown, like the second or third one we did, you were sort of part of Rob's podcast yes I popped in didn't I after I'd been walking the dogs yeah <laughs> so yeah is he going to do the same for revenge that could be good yeah well he was just lingering around I had to shoo him out of the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> now he wants revenge I watch him yeah exactly exactly <laughs> this is your time now. yes it's all about me yeah he's there now shouting <laughs> oh, he's going out well, hopefully... in the garden to chop a tree down in a minute so he all should right. be gone we might hear that in the background. Yeah, well, there's all sorts of noises actually. I've got the dishwasher going, oh, and right. the uh, and the um, washing machine. So, but you know, that's <laughs> that's all right at Barbara Street, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was saying normally we, not most podcasts they demand you sit in a in a closet or your cupboard, whatever's the smallest room in the house, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're like we're okay with a bit of background. I think Alison Hammond was in a garden talking to people going walking past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's great, isn't she? When was she oh, on? She was great. Oh, about well, it was towards the end of lockdown, actually. I say you were the one of the first, mm. and uh, she was one of the last of lockdowns. We did one every day. <laughs> I know that was that's so much work, Crazy. isn't it? Yeah, it was. It kept us going. I don't. I didn't have anything else going on. <laughs> kept us sane. Kept us getting out of bed. I suppose. And were they live ones? No, no. no. We edit, edit them. God, and do you do all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. I mean, this this is what we're recording in now, clean feed. It'll do most of the work for you. you just got to sort of put put it together like a jigsaw. Right. We can hear those footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. It's a wooden floor. That's good. Very atmospheric. <laughs> but yeah, so it'll put it all together for you, and then it just it's not as much work as a normal podcast. But you know, it's still a little bit. It's all the promoting and tweeting and retweeting. Yeah. Uh, that's the hard because when I've done the podcast, I think ah, it's all done. It's like, oh no, I've got to upload it and then tweet about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, all the social media. That one. I can't do it. So we do it. Me and Rob do a podcast and mm. I've looked in on the editing process. I just cannot. Yeah. I think it's a really p- particular mindset that allows you to do that because I just can't yeah. see it. I can't like 
picture how bits go together without, oh, do you know right. what I mean? It just yeah. doesn't, it's like maths yeah. to my brain. It all. Yeah, it's very visual. I mean, I was lucky I learned when I was in college, you know, so I was, my college taught me when I was 16. Yeah. So I've been doing it since then. So I've kind of grown up with it. I think it was kind of new then. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I can look at, you can visualise words. And if you say, oh, my, oh, I can see that yeah. in my head. <laughs> It's so weird. But does that yeah, happen yeah. when you're having a normal conversation with people as well? No, no, no it's good. only when I'm sort of sitting here now with the headphones on. Putting the headphones on is a good thing, I think, because it always makes people think, you know, you're in broadcast mode, you're not just sitting having a chat on the phone, or especially when we're in the studio, people sort of lean back, sit there, and then start swearing or something. Yeah. <laughs> they put the headphones on, they're like, oh, yeah, other people can hear this. Yeah, I yeah, can hear yeah. my own voice, so therefore other people can. But, yeah, anyway, uh, I just sent a message to Barbara, say, you're here. It's all good stuff. I'm sure this will be podcastable. <laughs> oh, God. I know. It's a funny old thing, isn't it, podcasting? It's mm. getting, like, because I'm used to doing it with Rob, and you get yeah. into your little, the swing of it, and with be, being totally relaxed, sometimes mm. probably too relaxed. But yeah. um, <laughs> That's what people like. Yeah, exactly. When it does just feel like a chat. When yeah. you, It's like a voyeuristic, isn't it? People just feel like mm. they're sneaking in on a conversation that they yeah, yeah wouldn't normally hear. It's like on a radio show again. You're not going to be quite as open because you are sitting in a different room in a. You're not in your house. <laughs> You've travelled there. It's like a worked thing, so you're going to be in different mindset than just sitting at home, putting your feet up. Yeah. Hopefully, have a cup of tea. Yeah. And uh, having a chat. <laughs> oh, is that? I don't know where, I'm just listening to the background now. What can I hear? <laughs> Spying on your house through my ears. Hopefully, the dogs won't kick off. Ah, the dogs. Oh, the chickens before, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, so. chickens are out there, but yeah, you. Would, I don't think you'd hear them from where where I am, but oh, yeah, no. The, that's uh, the only reason we're here. We want more chickens. I know. Well, <laughs> the, he is doing um, a week of chicken sports, actually, oh. this week um, oh, okay. on his Patreon page. So uh, oh, right, okay. yeah, I think he's recorded, uh, I think he's recorded the first one today, which is just a clean race. And then mm. there might be some dance, uh, dance <laughs> work, and uh, maybe <laughs> obstacles and things for the rest of the week. Oh. <laughs> wow! So you put, you're promoting him again. That's it. Yeah, time. <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, that's the thing. Life when you've got a loud comedian who lives in the house, <laughs> <laughs> it can be, get quite distracting. Oh, uh, I am oh, sorry. I sorry. I've been messing around. Ooh. Is Helen there? I'm here, yes, Barbara. Is. Hello. <laughs> Hiya. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. How are you managing with all this? With all what? You know, the lockdown. Maybe it's not affecting you. No, I thought you you meant the recording and the headphones. I was going to say I'm managing (laughs) fine. (laughs) With this, I'm managing fine. (laughs) I like this idea that you're the only person that doesn't know there's a lot. There's a pandemic going on. <laughs> oh, that old thing! I've stopped. I've stopped thinking about it now. Ah, I love that. With what? What do you mean? <laughs> I know you meant the logging in, but I love the idea that you didn't know there was a pandemic. Brilliant. <laughs> do you think there's somebody out there that doesn't know? I don't know. I thought it was you for a minute. I thought, yeah. how can I break it to? She's such a lovely girl. <laughs> Now, listen, before we go any further, is it too soon to... Listen, it says the funniest debut of 2021. I am referring to Helen's book, The Boy Who Made Everyone Laugh. Helen, can we talk about it? Because it's not 2021 yet. 
We can talk about it. We can. Do, it, it's not 2021, but it soon will be. And the proofs yeah. <laughs> are out. And you have a copy, don't you? I sent you a proof. copy. She did. The proof is in the pudding. And I'm telling you what, it's a lovely pudding that Helen's made. Oh. Honestly, love, the funniest debut 2021. Helen wrote to the boy who made everyone laugh. Now, I was lucky enough to stay at Helen and her lovely husband, Rob, has been on here. Is he still doing them chicken racing, Helen? Yeah, I was just saying oh. that he's he's doing uh, chicken sports all week this week. Um, yeah, all week. So I think he's done a, a race today and then he's got, I think there might be some dance and there'll be some other events, eventing all week long on his Patreon page. So uh, the chicken sports, he did a big sign, he's graffitied a big sign that says chicken sports and it's out in the garden. The neighbours are thrilled. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. And his Patreon paid very good. I've got one, but I've only got one follower because I don't know how to do it. Some woman in <laughs> New Zealand or somewhere. That's it, Helen. Has he got a few people following him? I bet he has. He's got a few. He's got about 80-odd. So oh, it's good. Gosh. It's built up slowly, slowly. But he's put stuff out every day. I mean, it's a, he's putting mm. in so many hours of work, honestly. But it's, he really enjoys it. It gives him something to do. Of course, but he enjoys it. Right, well, I must get on with mine. I feel awful. I've just sent one message this morning. Said, I'm sorry I've not done much. She said, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> she said, that's all right, Barbara. That'll do me. But this can't carry on just me and this woman. Eight, <laughs> very <laughs> Right, okay, so... <laughs> I was so very nice to touch and laugh with you. So the last time I, I stopped at your house, so when I did that lovely jig in the Hope Valley where you live and all that, and then you told me about this book then and I've started reading it. And honestly, I've read it this over this weekend. I absolutely loved it. And it mm, it's full of love. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, but so is your house. Oh. And I was there. I felt it. So it was a double pleasure for me reading this lovely book and then thinking of being in your house and also it's very nice right so it's great what do you want it, it do you want i don't want to give everything away about it what are you supposed to do with a a proof copy how much can you give away of it helen what's the rule i have no idea nobody's <laughs> told me any rules so i can say what i like <laughs> right what do you want to say go on say it well so this story is is about it's based on my son Lenny who um he's 12 years old now but I started writing it a couple of years ago and um and he's got a stammer and um I had this idea for this story about a little boy who's got a stutter and he wants to become a stand-up comedian and so how that all plays out and how he feels like he can only be a comedian if he gets rid of his stammer and so the story is all about him trying all these different ways and thinking that it's only possible once he gets rid of this stammer and then obviously the story plays out and it not everything goes the way he wants but yeah. hope hopefully it's a really uplifting um it's a kind of against all odds kind of story for this little boy billy plimpton it's got everything i'm telling you now I absolutely love reading it. It's it's the best one of the best kinds of children's books in that it doesn't talk down to kids. It's really puts their concerns, which are the same as adults. Everybody's got the same concerns. Uh, puts the kids' lives centre stage and 
oh, it's very moving about his relationship with his grandma's absolutely brilliant. His friendships are not friends. The bullying, you don't hold back on the bullying. I think, it, honestly, it's going to be a film, isn't it? I'm looking ahead. Oh. I it being a film, kid, honestly, I can. It's got everything. I know, that'd be amazing. It, uh, sometimes, some of the scenes in it do seem very filmic, don't they? When I was writing them, I could just totally picture them on screen. Oh, can I love? And the performance side of it and the, the, the this good jokes in it. Every, every chapter starts with a very good gag. It, mm, how long is it taking you to write this, Helen, would you say? Uh, so I started, I think I started it about two two years ago. Um, and so it's all been really quick. Sometimes, obviously, people spend lifetimes, don't they, writing books? But it was all quite quick. I had the idea and I had loads of time and space. Right. So I was really lucky. So I just got on with it and wrote it. And then I quite quickly got an agent. You know, I sent it off to loads of agents. And obviously, everyone gets, you know, you have to deal with quite a few rejections, I think. It, yeah. but, but having been an actress, I'm so used to that, that I just cracked on and carried on <laughs> sending it out. Um and then, and then, yeah, got an agent, got an amazing agent, and then she sent it out and got a deal like super quick. It was really fast, so it's mm. all, it, yeah, it's all been, um, it's all been a, a bit of a whirlwind, really. But now I've got to start writing book two. Yeah, because it's it's open for, for, for it can carry on this book, can't it? It it can go and go, I think. Yeah, well, I think he's he's just a gorgeous character, so it'd be really nice to kind of sit with him for yeah. a while but yeah um yeah. yeah so it's all been it's been really it's been amazing and really good for lockdown because I can write from home Brilliant. I don't need to go anywhere and it's so actually my life's not really changed that much anyway that's why you didn't shed. know what's going on really yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> very very good and oh god I, if you're thinking you might want to read this book I'm telling you, you'll definitely bloody enjoy. I don't usually swear, Helen, but I've said bloody enjoy it. <laughs> when can people get it? It's got everything in it, honestly. So it's you can pre-order it now. So you can, if you go to anywhere that where you buy your books, Waterstones or or wherever, um, you can pre-order it, and uh, then the, it'll, they'll just send it to you as soon as it's out. I think sometimes you get pre-orders a bit before the actual release date. The release date's on the fourth of February, um, right. so. So if you pre-order, you might get it even a bit before that. And I would pre-order. If what me and Ellen are saying is, is pushing any buttons for you, particularly if you've got a kid that stammers or you're a stammerer yourself or you're interested in comedy or you like a really good story about feeling that you're something, somehow everybody's a bit feels a bit different, don't they? So, you know, you're feeling that you don't fit in. It's, it's really... Um, I think people overuse this pigging word, but it's empowering. Yeah, it's hopefully. It's not just for one person, it's for everybody, isn't it, love? That's it. Like, obviously, he's got a stammer, but everyone, like, that's just how it comes out for this character, but everyone has a yeah. thing, don't they, that makes them feel like they're, you know, not good enough or they're not heard or they're a bit invisible. And so to, for that's him, right. it's a stammer, but for everyone else, it's all manner of different things. But, yeah, hopefully, it's it's a universal. It's not just about that. It's about bigger things. That was yeah. the hope. And I love, I love the relationship with his sister because she's into unicorns and ponies. It's, it's got everything in it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that for nothing. <laughs> and also, the comedy's good. Now you've done comedy yourself. You said you're an actress, but you have. You've been Edinburgh Festival, haven't we? Rob, you did your own show there. Tell us about yes. that. Yes. Yeah, we did. A, we've done a couple of shows now in Edinburgh. So, um, 
We, I went up and did a solo show, which wasn't comedy, actually. That was, I did a solo show on my own, which was absolutely terrifying, and I did not oh. really enjoy it because it was too much. <laughs> um, and then, so then after that, I realised I needed somebody else on stage with me, and, uh, and Rob was around, so I, I just wrote him in. I wrote him apart, um, and we did, um, we did a show together where I was stuck up a ladder for the whole show, and... Um, and he was trying to get me down. And then, um, mm. and that was, it was like a play, that one. And then last year, we did one that was more based on us. And it was about, um, it was about a comedian. So him playing himself and being a comedian, but he's him talking about me on stage, which he does all the time. And me being in the audience and deciding that I didn't want him to do that any longer. So I, I called time on it and stood up and said, no, no more. <gasps> it's thrilling. I love it. It's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> it was. It was quite nerve-wracking for me because you know Rob likes improvising. He loves working mm. a crowd, and and he's a comic. And I done a bit of comedy, but not like that. And he he was mm. all like, "Yeah, just forget about the script." I was like, "No, I can't forget <laughs> about the script. I need the script." Uh, but we had a really, really great time. Oh. Oh, and and I think you're very lucky because you do get on, don't you? You and Rob, you get on. You have yes. a laugh. I mean, we I have a real laugh. Put with the chickens, I understand that bit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you have a laugh, and again, I will keep coming back to the book because I loved it so much. There's a very nice relationships in it between the mum and the dad, and like I said, with Billy and his grandma and his mates and. Yeah, there's a lot of love in it, and I do feel like in this time now we're in, you can't beat a bit of love knocking around. It's, we need. Is he missing missing performing, Rob? Well, he's doing all this stuff, isn't he? The Patreon stuff. Yeah, he's doing Patreon. He's done a couple of live gigs, which um, which I think he liked. But you know, he's doing a bit of building work as well. You know. Oh, don't tell me he's... anymore. He's perfect. I'm jealous of you. Going round to my mum's to do some building work for her uh, today, and then yeah, so he's been he's been doing all sorts. But yeah, no, it's he's all right actually. It's not you know it's tough, isn't it, for comics not being able to. Yeah. They, it's like a, a need an innate need to uh, be in front of people and get a bit of attention and get a bit of laughter, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. And I miss. I'm, I think I'm, I'm realizing what I'm missing is just being with other people. For a purpose, so like when we came to do those those gigs and the jigs that you organise in those and those lovely village places, and then you go into the supermarket, love in the middle, because you realise you'd not got enough beer in the <laughs> fridge. When you came back, all your arms are going about two foot longer carrying bags full of beer, and I thought she's some girl, this girl drinking that I, in our village. <laughs> drink that's right. I just. I love all that, what goes around the inside. It's nice being on stage, don't get me wrong. But for me, it's the audiences and just having a nosy around in other places. The joy, honestly, of you, be, you being in our village and 
sliding down those stairs <laughs> on a tea tray and like offering everyone Maltesers, wasn't it? You were doing like a, it was like a religious service where you were giving everyone yes, a Malteser. Right, oh my, the joy that that brought to the entire village. It was just unbelievable. And that's it. The joy and love. That's what's going to change know, the world, isn't it? That. I know people don't think we're being piggy and soppy, but I'm feeling <laughs> like that today, Helen. I'm reading the book and then thinking you're going to be a long piggy in winter and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to write a sequel of it. Is that definite? You're doing it now? Well, no, I'm not writing the sequel for it yet. I've got to write a... So basically, I got a two-book deal, and I thought that meant two books about about Billy Plimpton, that's the character's yeah. name. But actually, she um, they've said, no, we want a different standalone first. So I've got to write another book that's about something completely different, right. first of all. And then um, and then she said, you know, we'll revisit Billy at some point and, um, and he's always, he'll be there waiting. But yeah, so I've got, so I'm coming up with um, book two ideas now. So I've got loads right. of stuff going on in my brain. So yeah, that's all very exciting. It's quite strange when it's not even, but one's not, Billy Plimpton's not even out yet in the world and I've got to think about something else. <laughs> it's like having a baby that nobody knows about and they're already they want you to have another one. But listen, I'm very interested. I'm very interested in creation, creativity and artists. Did you mind them saying, no, you can't do another Billy Plimpton. We want you to do another one. Did you mind that or did you think it was good? Well, it's been really, the whole process has been really interesting actually because it's been, with Coming up with ideas mm. and me thinking that I've got a brilliant idea and I'm sitting in my <laughs> own little creative bubble and I'm going, right, this is it, this is amazing, um, I've nailed it. And then mm. I share that idea and all of a sudden realise that, oh, I've not nailed it. Um, mm. I might have in my own world, but actually in the publishing world, that, that's not something that they think they can sell or there's something else mm. out there that's too similar. And then I've got mm. to go back to the dra- drawing board and come up with something else. And it's mm. it's a real it's a real difference because I wrote um, The Boy Who Made Everyone Laugh because just for myself, really, I didn't know. I wrote it for Lenny. I knew he, I wanted to read it to him. And mm-hmm. I wrote it because I just felt like I had to. Like it was just the story came to me and I was like, right, that's not a play. What is it? It's a book. I've got to write it. So I just wrote it, not really knowing or expecting anything from it other than the creative process of writing it down on, you know, on paper. Yeah. And then so so then when something comes of it, that's amazing. It's just incredible. But now you're coming at at it, the whole creative process, I'm coming at it from a completely different point of view where I'm now thinking having to think about something that will sell, that you know, hits ticks loads of boxes, that is gonna be um in keeping with what I've already written, but not too similar, but keeping mm-hmm. all the all of these things that mm. I would never that aren't creative things really to think about. They're not that helpful when you're trying to be creative because they're restrictive. Yeah. But but then I think when you do have restrictions, actually sometimes it can be helpful, can't it as well? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that because sometimes it's, you think we sit down and you think, well, I could write about anything. So it does help that they've given you those little pathways. I do think it's interesting in the creative process and how much other people get involved. And I thought that was very true when you said you sat at home in your shed, wherever you are, and you go, that's brilliant. And then they say, oh, the trouble is, 
Do you ever? Do you always think they're right about that, or do you think mm, you're wrong? I'm going to put pigging in it anyway. You know what? I I've been really lucky because my editor, um, Lauren, she's a, I really connect with her, right, and I good. I really really trust her. And I think if I had somebody who I didn't trust and didn't uh, everything that she said, so I when she came on board with um, the boy who made everyone laugh, she I basically pretty much doubled it in size because mm. she had so many she kind of orchestrated it and helped me and directed me and gave me freedom to write in a way that I would never have come up with myself I wouldn't have I wouldn't have mm. found all of the new roots and the new little storylines unless she'd have been there kind of supporting me and cheering me on um and so actually everything that she said that I did for the book even there were a couple of things where I was like you know what I, I'm not sure about this but I'm gonna write it anyway and then I'm gonna see afterwards and then if I want to fight my corner I will but every single thing I did I was just like you were t you were totally right to send me in that direction oh, what a great relationship that's yeah. really great that is that's yeah great. it's really great I want to cling on to it and onto her for as long as I possibly can because I think it's quite rare isn't it when you connect with somebody creatively and trust them I think like that's that. wonderful. And I think that, um, yeah, I think you've just said it all, really. It's rare and it's precious. And it's that creative connection that pulls you on. And that I think I used to think a little bit, particularly about writing, that it was a one-person thing and it's one person's way of looking at things. I kind of think of that about stand-up to a certain extent. You find your own voice and you do your own thing. But I do think it's good if you can trust the person when they give you different ideas. I think I've been a bit, um, what's the word? I'm not so keen on it. What's the word? You're not, I've been a bit I don't resistant. Know what the word. Yes, thank you, kid. I've been a bit resistant for a long time, I think. But actually, when it's described by like that by you, you think, well, come on, Barbara. Let well, somebody I else have it's... an idea for a raffle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've already put this in and I go, oh no, I don't do that. I'm a bit like that, I can't be honestly. Oh, just the same five objects? Yes. I... I'm a bit like that, Helen. I've always done it like this. Do you think you'd wear anything else but leopard skin? No. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You've got to be less resistant. I don't think that, I think that you do have to cling on, you've got to cling on to your leopard print. You know, nobody can take that away from you. Your leopard okay. print's safe. Yeah. Five, <laughs> do you think five objects in the raffle? No more. Sometimes at Christmas I'll put some extra in, but only at Christmas. Oh, well. I'm a bit like that, though, when people want to change things. But it depends on the reasons, doesn't it, why people yes. want to change things. And I think that yeah. a lot of people yeah. go in with some sense of ego or wanting, wanting ownership or wanting kind of... And, and that's the difference. And actually, I think the relationship between an editor and a writer is really different in that there, there's no competition, there's no vying for space. And actually, mm. it's all there to support the same goal do you know what I mean? And I think it's I a little do, bit yeah. different when you're when you're performing and it's your baby. If somebody, why have they got suggestions? Why do they want you to put ten things in a raffle? Yeah. What's what's That's in it right. for them? That's right. Usually, be, yeah, there's something usually in it for them. You're picking right. I was right to be resistant to that fella in Turkey. <laughs> he just wants to win. That's why he wants more things in the raffle. <laughs> That's bloody right. He wanted more of a chance. <laughs>
I, uh, it's a great talk, and I've always liked talking just It made me think of something else. I remember you saying about... Yeah, so that editor, is, I know she's really good. Is she right, writing her own books? or is she? In, what's the difference between being a writer and an editor, do you think? Does she write her own books? She might do. No, and she has no oh. desire to. She's oh. like, no, that I, can't, I couldn't do it. She, it's a different job. She can see... She can see what um, what a piece of work needs, but she wouldn't be able to or want to try and write what it needs. Like she she never wrote a, she doesn't write a thing for me. She just kind of try. It's the same as if you're being directed in a play. Yeah. And and the director's trying to bring something out of you, but without demonstrate. You're never meant to demonstrate, are you? As a director, you're never meant to do it. You're never meant and to say, do, do it like this. Oh no, sometimes it's too hard, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, you're never meant to do it and then say, just do it like that, will you? You're <laughs> yeah, meant to. Right. <laughs> like you, like yeah. you with your with your when I with Ken trying to do the washing up, just do it. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but, go on. Yeah, so that's what she's doing. She's trying to say, she's trying to get the best out of me and she's kind of trying to see maybe what's what I've got in me to write that mm. I didn't even know was there. And then so she's trying to just pull that out by, you know, by encouraging or by saying how about, what if it if you brought in a different character here? Um, or what if there was a little bit of mystery in this bit? Or, you know, and so, and then it sparks my imagination and I go off on one and, and come up with something that maybe she never even Ah, uh, that's what imagined. happens. Yeah, she's saying my bit of this and then you come up with it and it's a different thing and then she goes, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, you've gone. Hello. Barbara Nice has gone away. Yeah. I've got on my thing. Oh, dear. Hopefully she'll come back in. It's going well. Oh, <laughs> and here I am in the Peak District with a terrible connection, and I've been right. absolutely fine. <laughs> I'm enjoying the tree chopping in the background. How's that going? Oh, can you I'll hear that? that? Yeah, I'll come in for that <laughs> the tree chopping commentary. Is it down? Uh, I don't know. Well, clearly, if you can still hear it, then no. It just seems no, well, it takes a long time now. with this chainsaw. Oh, is it stopped? See, I can't even hear it. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't. I can't hear it. It'll be off I and on. It, no, it has, it has stopped at the moment. You can't hear it at the moment. That's okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, there Starting. it is. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, God. So it wasn't you going mad. It was actually just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Barbara's coming back. But, oh. yes, I think we were able to oh, uh, yeah. continue. Here Hello. Hi, well, yeah. Sorry. Well, I hope you've had a good talk. Put that, Kept and I don't, don't delete that. That sounds good, what was going on. <laughs> okay. Here she well, is. I introduced, I introduced <laughs> the thing as well, because we had a chat before you oh, got good. into it. <laughs> We've got to ring the changes, Alan. We can't do stuff the same all the pigging time. It's all for changes. Exactly. Oh. I thought you'd notice the chainsaw as well. Just in the well, background. I wondered what it was. I kept wondering whether it was something in my house. What? So why have you got a chainsaw, Paul? It's it, No, it's me. It's wrong. Oh, right. Chainsawing things oh. down in the garden. It's wrong. Honestly. <laughs> we put, we've got all sorts going. We've got the dishwasher going. We've got the washing machine going. It's a, <laughs> it's a sound nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's busy, isn't it, James? Yeah. Have you still got that caravan? Oh yes, the caravan yeah. is still full of growing mushrooms from within. Um, <laughs> it's we tried to do it to clean it out. Me and my little girl tried to clean it out and cover it in blankets, and she was like, "Oh, I love it! I love it! I want to live in here." <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I think she lasted for about an hour and went, "No, it smells damp." <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I want to live in it. Very good. Right then, the uh, the book they can find. Yeah, they can find it online. Just the boy who made everyone laugh by Helen yeah. Rutter, and it's it's available everywhere. No, honestly, it, it will be on the. I think it'll be on telly. CBBBs. It's going to be in a film. 
we've got to get the eye yet. The other one now. So have you got ideas? That's what I was asking you about. Are you, you don't have to give it away, but have you got ideas cooking now for your second book? Your second book and your two book deal? Yes, I've got ideas now all bubbling away. It's really, really exciting. Um, yeah, so it's it's good actually because it's that thing. It took me 40 years to come up with an idea that I wanted to write for a book and now I've only got one year. So it's a bit, it's a bit stressful. But no, thankfully, I've got an idea and I'm really excited. It's about It's about what you wish for. Right, okay. And will it be a kid's book again? Yes, it'll be the same. It'll be the same kind of age. So it's like eight to twelve kind yeah, of age, age group. Yeah, yeah. Good age. yeah. And it, yeah, what I like, and I'm sure this will be good in your what what we wish for kind of thing as well. But it's grown. It's for kids, but it's grown. Not but it's grown up, and it's grown up because kids' concerns are massive. They're big. I tell you what, I thought about sometimes, and that was a big picking hit. The boy who was a dog in the afternoon. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've got the title wrong. The, the curious incident. That's it. Yeah. There. <laughs> you knew what I meant. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, I think I love reading kids. So when I'm on a bit of a um, stuck with reading, if mm. I want, I'd love reading kids' books because they're like they're about really big. Yeah. philosophical like yeah. spiritual kind of topics yeah. um, but they're done so lightly and with such humor mm. that I just I really love reading kids books actually I've got into it like Lenny will just come in every now and again and go oh mum read this it'll make you cry this one I'm like yes I'm in I'm in Aww. I want a bit of that <laughs> brilliant so, so what other books would you and of course your books are good what other books would you recommend that you've read recently for that um, age group for that age group, I just read a really lovely one called "See You in the Cosmos," um, which was which was gorgeous actually, really really sweet. Just yeah, hit the right um, level of humour and and kind of just it was really moving and that was lovely um, about a little boy who wanted to send a rocket up. Um, with a podcast like so a bit like it was he kind of recording himself it was a bit like a podcast really he was recording himself oh, for the aliens okay. and all of his life and and just it all it all came out in these recordings that he wanted to send up into space it's really sweet really really nice um well, I look yeah. up that because because I really have properly enjoyed it. And I'll keep going on about it. I did really enjoy reading it. It sort of moved me and reminded me of how important that age is in our lives. And I was thinking because when I was a kid, I was always reading a lot of books. And I was re thinking about all the books that I absolutely loved reading. I used to like reading Just William and things like that. And um, what else did I like? Five Children and It. Have you read oh, all yeah. that? No, the phoenix I and the carpet. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got that one. Lenny read that one. I've not read that one. Oh, but honestly, they're brilliant. So exciting. Taking kids on adventures. I think that's what's so good. The excitement of it all. Brilliant. brilliant. So what are you going to do the rest of the day now, you love? With these chains sewing and then going off to your mother's and doing all sorts. What are you going to do? I am going to. I've got, I've got to walk the dogs. I've always got to walk the dogs. That's the daily uh -huh. thing I'm... I've just done my online yoga, and uh, <gasps> so I'm feeling zen. And then I, I'm, I might go and do a little bit of a little bit of writing, maybe. But I think I might sit and read until Aww. it's time to go to pick up. I've got to go and pick up pick up the girl child in a couple of hours, so it's yeah. not long. It's a short day. Hey, listen to it. when you said girl child. Shall we take the name of Lenny out of this podcast? Yeah, we don't, no, we don't no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Are you sure? Oh, all right, good. Yeah, all right, so. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say?
Well, yeah, that's it. That's it from me, I think. I've, I've loved talking to you, Helen. I've loved them from the moment I met you. And just thought, oh. what a belting girl you are. It is so nice to talk to you. It's a delight. You bring joy into my heart. <laughs> oh, darling. And I'm glad you've done the online yoga. You think, would you recommend that? It was the first day I did it because today. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> because i used to go to yoga before lockdown i used to go all the time and then obviously lockdown kicked in and i just sat around and ate food and didn't do literally didn't do anything and then my body started seizing up and was like crying saying please can you just do some stretches and then um I went back to yoga last week in the flesh yoga and mm. then they've got I don't know it's in Sheffield and it just feels a bit like I don't know it's you know it's getting yeah. tier two and um gonna move up I think to tier three very soon so I thought I'll give it a go today I'll just try because I always tell myself that I can't do it at home unless somebody's telling me what to do yeah you know and and can see if I'm cheating then I've always feel like I can't do it but I gave it a go and it was all right you know I it was um I think I'll do it again. It was it, it was nice, you know. It didn't. I didn't. It didn't matter what I wore, and the dog was next to me. And yeah, yeah. And you don't have to get on a bus or get on a train. Yeah. You can get up. Although it is nice being with other people as well. I when I went swimming today, what was very nice is this woman said to me, she was saying, "I, I love the fact you're going with well, a tier two, you know, and they might go tier three. And then last you know, a couple of weeks ago, people go, "What are you bloody talking about?" But anyway, <laughs> so she said to me, "The bass, I don't want us to go tier three. She said because we might not be able to do this, and people need to be with other people. I know, and I thought that was so pigging true, really." Oh went on a tier one holiday this weekend because (laughs) I I knew that it was coming I knew that tier two was coming and I'm in tier one at the moment and my mates in tier one and we were like right let's meet somewhere in tier one so we're like where's in tier one and we found somewhere we went to Stratford-on-Avon and met for a tier tier one getaway very good very nice here on the Avon because I was talking to Toya Wilcox she lives on the Avon we're talking about do you go cold water swimming she oh said, God! You don't fancy it either. Neither did Toya. No, 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 not not a chance. No, I'm all about the heat. I cut, the idea oh, of right. making myself cold on purpose. No. Oh, okay. She was thinking. She said to me, "I don't think Flawella Benjamin will be into it either." So we'll just have to see. Try and get a crew together. Right. <laughs> I loved it when she said, "I don't think Flawella will go." I like. Did you hear Flawella Benjamin on Desert Island Discs? I love Floella Benjamin. Oh, she's, she's brilliant. Listen to that. She's brilliant on it. She's just great on it, isn't she? She yeah. She's just read my book as well, and she just <gasps> sent me a, such a lovely, lovely quote to use for it. <sighs> Come so on. thrilled. Right. Do you want a quote from... She's not going to notice you not had to ask for a pig in quote from me. No, well, I was going to... Yeah, well, the message you sent me, I was going to say, the message you sent me, I was like, oh, I can imagine that on the cover. Oh, oh, right. Well, uh, yeah, send that. Have a look at that and I'll have a look. And just, uh, no, uh, no, I haven't got the cachet of Fluella. But you never know. Uh, oh, I'd love love your face your face with a big thumbs up on the front oh, cover. Oh, all right. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> good. We can we can do that. So, did you know Fluella anyway, or did your agent say, or your writer get in touch with Fluella? How did I met her? I met her. Right, um, 
on so when Robbers Street up Stark Crow in the West End, yeah, um, I went to the opening night and um, it was you know it was a quite fancy do mm. and um, and I so I'd quit I've quit boozing for the mm. last since I quit drinking in February and mm. that was the first event that I was going to where I was like oh this could be quite a tricky one because obviously mm. everyone's on the old champers and um, I was <laughs> standing around and and they're all all the caster you know like just having a right jolly up Mm. And uh, Rob was having an interview and I was stood on my own and I was like, right, this this is make or break this. I'm either going to get through this night without drinking fizz and it'll be fine or I'm just going to crack. And then I looked to my left and Floella Benjamin's standing there and I was like, <laughs> I don't need fizz if I've got Floella. I'm going to... I'm going to strike up a conversation with Floella Benjamin. And, oh, my God, she was the most generous. Like, I talked mm. to her all night. Basically, mm. we just spent the whole evening gassing. And, mm. she, yeah, just what an incredible, incredible human being. She's so high-functioning. The amount of stuff that she's done in her uh, life is that's kind such of a brilliant. Well, that's a brilliant story. Yeah, you do need fizz when you've got Floella Benjamin. Brilliant. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. All right. So you wrote to oh, I'm very pleased. I can see you. Well, I've never I'd like to meet her. What a lovely story. She's a met that I've I loved her on um Desert Island Dis. I thought she was extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. So life of like yeah, quite an incredible mm. um presence, hasn't she? To talk about the things she does with in the way she does. It's like yeah. she's on a different vibration, isn't she, altogether? She's... Yeah, she is on a different vibration. And she nobody could take offence by her or ignore her. Yes. Saying yeah. It's powerful. Thing. It's very powerful, yeah. She's un- un- unbelievable. Right then, love. Well, I, yeah, you've got that quote from me. And then you fancy a picture of me, thumbs up. Well, I've got hundreds of those. Hasn't been, that's my publicity look. I've got hundreds of thumbs up pictures. I'll send you one. Helen, <laughs> you're amazing. Oh, I wish I'd been there that night with the back. back where, where was the do? The upstart. Oh, I don't. Do oh, somewhere. I don't know. In some fancy bar in London. It was a shame. It was because when did that? That was taken off because of all this, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were another month, I think, to go, and then, but they were taken off. So there's talk mm. of it coming back, though. Brilliant. When they're allowed, it, yeah. I think, it, yeah, because it had not properly reached its full potential yet, had it? It was only starting off, wasn't it? Yeah, no, they were just at that point where it was all going well, the reviews had all been good, and then it yeah. all just shut. Yeah. All right, love. Well, that will come out in 2021. The fantastic book, The Boy Who Made Everybody Laugh, will come out in 2021. And hopefully live entertainment will come back out in 2021. I hope so anyway, Cock. Thank you, Helen. Has he stopped? Oh, I think has he stopped doing the chainsaw now. I can't hear him no more. I think so. I saw him just pacing around with the wood yeah. in his hands. So he's, I think he's got it down. <laughs> Will you say hello to him? I absolutely love him. He's oh, thank you so much, darling, and all the very best. And please, if I were you, I'd get yourself booked up to get this book. What do pre-orders make a difference, Helen? Is it they make thing? they make a massive difference, right. apparently. Okay. Yeah, they really, really do because it makes a difference to how many the uh, bookshops order. Because if they think it's going to be popular, they're right. like, oh, we better get on top of this one. So yeah, no, it's really helpful. Okay, good. Right, so we're not wasting our time. This is helpful, this is. 
pre-order this book, kids, if you do nothing else. You could send somebody as a Christmas present say, I pre-ordered this for you in 2021. Coming exactly. your way. And nobody will regret reading it. It's brilliant. Okay, love. Oh, bless Thank you. Thanks so life. much oh, for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Take darling. care. Bye-bye, love. Bye. Bye. Right. Once she nice, Paul? Well, oh. you know, you were talking to her a lot <laughs> yes. beforehand. It's the biggest relationship I've had with any of the guests because uh, <laughs> normally I'm sitting listening. I'm the yeah. first listener. No, this time I got to interact, which was nice. Well, thanks very much for, you know, holding the foot till mm. I came. I don't know what was big into But I enjoyed talking to her. And the book, well, you... I hope people know that I'm not just going on about it for the sake of it. It's absolutely smashing. And then pre-orders will make a lot of difference to us, so it's good. The Patreon people that mm. Rob's got eight, I've only got yeah. one. I'll have to get on with it, but, oh, I don't <laughs> know. He's doing a lot for him, isn't he, Paul? I'm doing nothing. Yeah, chicken races and uh, probably some interaction with the guests there, the, the Patreons there, should I say. So, yeah. I'm doing anything, not real. I'll have to get on it. Uh, but very nice talk and fancy Fluella Benjamin coming up when we'd only been talking to her <laughs> yeah. about her not to her with, Fo with Toya you can call her Foya <laughs> uh, meet you in the foyer it's lovely life it's all connected up so Fluella Benjamin very nice and that Vera listen to the lots of people have enjoyed the Toya one haven't they oh, Paul yes, did, you, did your mother listen to it it's a mystery no, did your mum listen no I'll have to send it to her oh, that's well you point. must we yes. must but so I got Vera to listen because of the swimming connection you know and afterwards she said oh she's all right Toya I've never thought much of her before so I thought that was good you know it's <laughs> sort of a compliment in a way well I, she's a lovely woman yeah, <laughs> I think very good. And she, I've been doing a bit of googling on Toya, and she was um, she played Calamity Jane. Yes, at Stockport Plaza. Someone said that on a. TV, I bet she was wonderful. We got painted that. Bren Sorensen said she absolutely nailed it. Brilliant performance. She will have Calamity nailed Jane. it. She's hard working. As, of course, is Helen Rutter. Can't wait mm. to find out what the next book's going to be. And if anybody's thinking, oh, I've got a good idea, because I love all these creativity things, you know that. I've got a good idea for a book. Get on with it. She did perceive, not perceive, what do you call it? Pursue it. Uh, mm. Persist, persist. She did persist, though, in getting an agent. And I think you've got to be persistent. And I liked mm. it when Helen said, well, I'm an actress. I'm used to rejection. Oh. So if you've got an idea, don't fall at the first hurdle. Keep going. That's what I would say. Great. Right then, Paul. Thanks for looking after and everything. Do you no think problem. you want your own show now? Do you think you've managed without me? <laughs> I was worried if I get, I'll get that. <laughs> Just because well, yeah. I'm here if you need me, but uh, don't worry, I know my place. <laughs> With that little laugh makes me think you don't know your place. <laughs> oh, you right, want okay. I'll, world I'll domination. Over. I can control this. I can just mute you now and take over. I know. <laughs> right, you're the controller. You're the editor. Yeah. It's like I was talking to Helen about do these people are pulling this, not building the strings. I know she likes her editor. Behind the scenes. Oh, yeah doing it because did you ever want to would you like your own podcast paul tell me truth i've had now. i've had podcasts in the past actually but uh, oh. would you believe it's <laughs> no, it what we, <laughs> yeah go on so what, what we talked about last week it was about formula one and we had like 50 people in a pub watching the race and i ran around and interviewed them all before the, and after the race so i was like yeah it's all about me <laughs> oh it sounds good i bet there'd be a lot of people going bring it back um, do you why don't you bring it back because uh, only the only people that listen to it are the people in the room that wanted to hear themselves back. Uh, 
yeah. It's hard getting a following. How are we, yeah. how are we doing? Are we get because we were quiet for a bit, weren't yes. we? I was went to, we went to ground for a bit. Now we're back well, weekly. Picked up some Toya listeners actually, so hopefully we oh, should uh, nice. we should say hello to our new listeners because I think hi everybody. Uh, yeah, if you're a Toya fan, you've become aware of us from Toya. Hello, and do oh, yeah, yeah. We will always be talking to her, obviously. But the the spirit <laughs> of Toya, the reason I Barbara Nice Barbers and Strides and Nice and the Biscuit got on with Toya really is because I think we're cut from the same cloth. So if you enjoy Toya, you'll enjoy mm-hmm. me and my pals. People like Helen Rutter having a laugh, talking about life. That's what Barbara Nice and Friends is all about. And now and then, I do befriend a new friend. Hmm. And that's what I did with Toya. I like the title you gave it, Paul, befriending yeah. Toya. Well, it, did, it's, it honestly felt like you got on like a house on fire. And you'd be I know we did, yeah. pub we <laughs> didn't mention and uh, to where she, the location she didn't mention and uh, going to meet her. I thought you could become firm friends. Yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. We did get on like a house on fire. Okay, so thanks very much for stepping into the breach it was lovely talking to helen rutter get that book and let's support let's support her by getting a pre-booking of it the boy who made everyone laugh i'm good i'm going to pre-order one of these for my nephew because i think it's brilliant so if you've got a, a you know member of your family who's that kind of age it's maybe interesting doing stand-up comedy or they've got a stammer or they're shy for some reason or another. They've got something they feel they've got to overcome. Haven't we all, really? This is a book that will make a big difference to people's lives. Very funny and nice and good, clever, uh, full of heart. Right, okay, I am I'm going now. I'm going to go and try and get some um, lettuce in the garden. We're trying to go and grow some lettuce over mm-hmm. winter. Mm-hmm. Good luck with me. Well, good luck with me. Good luck. <laughs> to you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I'm going to, I need my dinner. I'm rambling. All right, love. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.